Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your host, Michael Boldea, and it's good to be with you once again, even though the news, generally speaking, not so hot. Now, before we get started, uh, I, my, my throat's a little scratchy, spent the day in dust yesterday, uh, so uh, if I take multiple breaks to sip from my delicious hot beverage, I hope you understand. Uh, as has become customary, whenever we are recording this program, uh, I have a tendency to let you know because, well, a lot can happen in 24 hours. But yeah, we're recording the program today, May the 11th, the year of our Lord, 2022. And uh, by tomorrow night, who knows? At, at this point, uh, it's it's gone off the rails so much that nothing, absolutely nothing ought to surprise you uh, by any means. Uh, the big news of the day, uh, as far as I'm concerned, because it foreshadows what will soon happen in these United States. I know it's a shocker. I know a lot of you never believed it. Oh, that could never happen here, Brother Mike. Do you know who we are? Yep. Full well. Know who we are. However, numbers don't lie. Uh, and uh, the numbers right now are looking pretty grim. Uh, the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, was reported today. And uh, unsurprisingly, it's worse than expected. Now, whenever analysts and uh, government officials throw out numbers, they usually like to have a buffer. It's always a good feeling to come in below expectations when the consumer price index uh, is, is in question. So usually they'll, they'll throw up a bit of a buffer there because, you know, if they think it's going to be 8.1 or 8.0, uh, they'll go, yeah, it's uh, going to be 8.2. If they think it's going to be 7.7, they go, yeah, it's going to be around 8. That way, when you come in below expectations, uh, the market gets a boost. Everyone is in elation, at least for a micro minute, and then the reality of the things surrounding them uh, come back into view, and they realize uh, it was all fake, false. It was uh, fugazi, as the kids like to say. Well, uh, even though they actually uh, probably buffeted the number, they came in over the number they were projecting. So consumer prices are up 8.3% in April. I know Beth Moore doesn't notice. Granted, Beth, thank you. I understand you're like replaying uh, the wavy hair of Dr. Jill and the dress of Lady Gaggers, 
but you should probably give your uh, house cleaning staff a raise because uh, they can't afford milk and eggs anymore. Because even though, Beth, I know you, Beth, you're cheap. You're a multimillionaire, but you're cheap. You hire illegals to clean your home. But even though they are illegals, pay them a little more. They need it. That's my message to Beth. But I, Beth, every single evangelical, every single supported spiritual leader that was vomiting out of their mouth hole about, we can't have another four years of this orange man. Can you imagine? Thank you. This is on you. Yes, it's on Beth Moore. I know, and her cat moms, her, her array of cat mom fans, and the queens, you know, the queens. You ain't no princess. You a queen. If he don't treat you like a queen, then walk away. How's that working out for you? Single and 45 with no prospects and no job. But you left a good man because he wasn't treating you like a queen. He didn't massage your feet after he put in 18 hours. So selfish. He just comes home and falls asleep in his work clothes. How dare he? No foot massage. Uh Uh-uh, queen. See, this is, again, I talk about these things that are happening. You see the slow motion train wreck that this is. And a part of me, a very childish, let's say, part of me, a very vindictive part of me, wants to see it happen because all of these these, these, these nonplussed individuals like Beth Moore and the others who, who just gushed about their independence and about, uh-uh, no, sir, they're just going to fall face flat on the concrete. Because you know what? Families that are still families, mama, daddy, and the little kitties, They'll make do. They'll work their tuchuses off. They'll feed their kids. They'll keep a roof over their heads. Dad's going to take a third job at night. He's going to drink coffee like it was water. But he's still going to keep a roof over his kids' heads. He's still going to put some sort of food on the table. But all the queens that listen to Beth Moore, he's not letting you walk in your prophetic calling. He's afraid of your apostleship. Kind of hard to maintain a home with no job and a multitude of bills. Ain't it, ladies? But hey, maybe you can uh, get a job uh, on the cleaning staff of Beth Moore's mansion. What say you? I'm sorry. Yes, this is me. I'm spiteful. If you don't like it, adios. Hasta luego and vaya con Dios. See, I'm so multilingual. It's scary. Let me drink from my beverage since my throat is already getting scratchy. And we shall return to what we're talking about. Inflation, 8.3% compared with a year ago. And I didn't even have to see the report to know 
that it's gotten worse month over month because there's this little Mexican joint that I uh, frequent in uh, the, the butaceous water town. And uh, I, it's back when, when they started, I, I used to go there as often as I could because I knew they were hurting for business. So they, they treat me well. They're nice to me because I'm one of their first customers. Uh, as the Apple people liked to say, I was an early adopter. Anyway, uh, three, four weeks ago, I walk in and the owner comes out beaming, smiling. He's all, senor, senor, look, new menus. And I'm looking, and yeah, they're new menus. They're great. You know, I mean, it's nothing fancy. They're just, you know, colored paper in between plastic. But the man was very proud of his accomplishment, proud of the fact that his restaurant now had new menus. And I looked through the menu, and I saw that, you know, prices did go up somewhat. It wasn't double or anything, but yeah, I, I noticed that there was a price shift from the previous menus to the current menus. I didn't say anything. I understand. I do the grocery shopping in my house. I know week over week that things are costing more and you're getting less for it. So the other day I walk back in and remember, these menus are only about a month old. And over a, certain amount of the, over a certain amount of the things that they're offering, even though their numbers had gone up, they'd now put white stickers with new pricing. So in less than a month, they were forced to increase the price of goods or the food that they offer because they weren't profitable. Trust me, this guy knows that if he increases his price by 10%, he's going to lose 5% of his business. People in uh, what is uh, lovingly called water tucky uh, aren't, aren't rolling in the dough. So, you know, Taco Tuesdays, two bucks a taco, place is packed. They don't have Taco Tuesdays anymore. No especial today, senor. No mas. So... Within a month, they were forced to put white stickers on their menus and increase the prices again. You don't have to tell me that things are getting more expensive. But, as always, remember what Uncle Michael, Michael told you, or Uncle Mikey, depends what you want to call me. I don't care either way. Some people prefer the Michael. Some people prefer Mikey. Uh, but, store prices. Grocery store prices are up 10.8%, the most in nearly 42 years, as Americans face higher prices on hamburger meat, baby food, chicken, bacon, soup, and coffee. Uh, just, again, I, I actually splurged today, probably for the last time, and I went out and I got myself uh, a, a beverage from a local coffee shop because my throat's tickling and I needed some honey in it. Uh, this particular beverage was uh, a little over four bucks last time I bought one. It's been a while, but still. Five eighty-two. Five eighty. It's not Starbucks. 
Starbucks wouldn't come to Watertucky if you paid them. Could you imagine? Some guy in bib overalls smelling like cow manure walking into a Starbucks with a girl with pink hair and a septum ring and a face tattoo. What can I get you? I'll take a large coffee. Black. Uh, did you mean venti, sir? What? Just give me a large coffee. Uh, it's it's venti. I I would love to say I'd film it. I would love to see the interaction between a Watertucky farmer and a Starbucks employee. Because it would not end well, and there would be humor there somewhere. And then when he finds out that a burnt cup of coffee is what five bucks, four bucks, eight bucks, I don't even know. I I don't. I don't go to Starbucks. Uh, in uh, our neck of the woods, there's something called the Quick Trip, and they spell it with a K. Uh, they got 24-ounce cups of coffee, black, caffeinated, for like two bucks and change. That, that's, see, that's, my, that's how I roll. I understand. Being the prophetic voice of a generation... You'd think I could go to Starbucks, but no. And of course I kid. See, now some of you, I told you he wasn't humble. Stop. I, I, I don't uh, assume any mantle. Uh, I don't assume any prophetic office. I don't expect anyone to call me by anything other than Mike. Uh, but. Uncle Mikey's been right about a lot of stuff in the last few months. Uh, The thing that got me um, is that there's a guy who who runs a supermarket chain uh, that did an interview. And his conclusion was that people are facing real food poverty for the first time in a generation. Let that sink in. Now, granted, this guy is uh, head of the chain in the United Kingdom. But believe me when I tell you that every supermarket manager, supermarket uh, owner is seeing the same thing throughout North America as well. And it would be one thing for me to say, well, We're over the hump, only uphill from here or downhill, whichever you want to. It doesn't doesn't matter, but we're not. We're not over the hump. Things will only get worse. Gas prices are nosebleed right now. I thought I paid a lot when I went to Florida and it was 470. Guess what? 517 In, in, in my town in Wisconsin. I could only imagine what they're paying in California. But long ago, so long ago that some of you may have forgotten, I told you about $7 a gallon gas and $200 a pound chicken. And nobody believed either. Well, we've uh, surpassed the $7 a gallon gas. As far as the chicken is concerned, give it a minute. The head of major supermarket Tesco has warned that people in the UK are facing real food poverty for the first time in a generation. The warning of real food poverty comes as many in the country struggle with the increasing costs of food and fuel due to inflation. 
with a former chief economist for the Bank of England warning that such inflationary conditions inflicting pain on everyday people could continue for years. And this is if World War III doesn't get sparked by a man in adult diapers. Because if that happens, whoo doggy. I know, I know, he's got it under control. He's just feigning mental retardation. He's as sharp as a butter knife in the dirt, realistically speaking. He's just, he's just pretending to be a moron. Anyway, the warning, according to a report by the Times, the head of the supermarket giant Tesco, John Allen, has said that many of those who visit his stores are now seriously struggling to make ends meet. I was in some stores on Friday, and I was hearing for the first time for many years of consumers saying to checkout staff, stop when you get to 40 pounds. Now, if you don't know what 40 pounds is, that is the English version of the dollar. That is their currency. I don't want to spend a penny over that, the publication reports the groceries are as saying. I think that many of them are struggling to both be able to heat their homes and to feed their families. And I think we're seeing, you know, real food poverty for the first time in a generation. Allen went on to express hope that the government would step in to reduce the strain on those struggling with the crisis, suggesting that the government could reverse course on a planned payroll tax hike to leave citizens with more money in their pockets. Oh, yes, because that's what governments do. They walk back taxes. And they walk back freebies. That's what governments the world over do. Do you understand that the scenario I'm playing out in my head is exponentially worse than anything that can happen in the UK. Because here, you have an untold number of people dependent on government handouts. You have an untold number of people who have come to the point of feeling entitled to receive every month, rain or shine. And at some point, Either we break the system and there is a societal collapse and we're in Mad Max territory where we're hunting dog or these freebies need to get turned off, for lack of a better word, because we can't afford it. No mas dinero. You print anymore, inflation's going to keep going up. Right now, interest rates are going up. Apparently, it's not fixing inflation. This is a maelstrom of our own making because we put stupid people in charge just because, well, they're the first black LBGTQ or they're the first cross-eyed person or they're the first person with a lisp, whatever it is, whatever dumb title they cling to and identify as. We never ask, are they qualified for the job? Hey, is Pete Buttigieg qualified for the job that he has currently? 
you know, because that whole uh, issue with supply chain, uh, that, that's, a, that's a Pete Buttigieg problem. Petey qualified, it doesn't matter. Pete, the transportation secretary, is a homosexual man who pretended to breastfeed his adopted child with a fake bosom because mm, he felt like a woman. So that's the only thing that mattered. It doesn't matter that Pete couldn't even make South Bend, Indiana a place you'd want to go to. No, he took his little sandbox and he goes, it's not big enough. And the man in the adult diaper said, hey, Petey, I got a job for you. You couldn't make South Bend work because it was just too small a task. Sure, you got potholes in South Bend the size of semis. Little poodles have gotten lost in the holes that people find in their backyards for no apparent reason. But that matters not, Pete. You're a failure in small things, but we believe that you'll succeed in the great. So here's the transportation department. Have at it, Petey. Prove us right. Sure, everybody says you're an incompetent boob who thinks that you can strap on a plastic boob and breastfeed a child. But we see past that. We understand that had we given you another 300 to 500 years in South Bend, you would have made it work. So come on over, buddy. You're going to fail your way to the top. And that's what happened. Pete Buttigieg is the transportation secretary. Supply chain hasn't been fixed two years later. There's people going bananas because they can't find baby formula. Baby formula in America. This isn't Rwanda. This isn't Zimbabwe. This isn't some war-torn African nation. This is supposedly the greatest nation in the history of nations. People can't find baby formula. So how about we get off the high horse of the greatest nation ever and realize people like Pete Buttigieg are in charge? That was a slip of the tongue. Some people may call it a Freudian slip. I didn't mean to call him butt butt gick, although, you know, uh, it's Pete. And uh, Pete's uh, husband or wife, I don't know which one it is. I don't pay that much attention. The only thing I do know is that Pete's significant other has a bone to pick with Christians. So uh, looking down the road, you know how it be. Because Pete's been so successful as a transportation secretary, I'm certain he has aspirations to greater political office. Because that's what this administration does. People fail up. You're, you're horrible at what you're doing now. We'll give you more responsibility. Don't worry about it. So at some point, 
when Mr. Robinette Biden goes to meet popcorn again somewhere, because even, even by Catholic standards, Joe Biden's a horrible Catholic. Even by Catholic standards, the stuff this man stands for and the stuff that comes out of this man's maw, yeah, I don't see St. Pete opening the gates anytime soon, buddy. So once uh, Mr. Robinette goes to the great beyond to look for a cone of vanilla ice cream, I guarantee you Pete Buttigieg is going to be there with his plastic bosom going, hey, I'd like a shot at president. Ah, Oh, that's good. A little bit of honey. It makes the throat feel much better. I know you don't care. Shut up, fat man. Tell us what we want to know. What do you want to know? Blame Beth Moore. Uh, All right, but let's get back to the CPI. Because again, there will be a, a, a chain reaction. There will be a ripple effect. We talked about this months ago. And I know I keep going back to the things we talked about. But there's a reason we go back to the things we talked about, because the things we talked about then are the things we're beginning to see now. We talked about the difference between crime of opportunity and crime of necessity. We are beyond crimes of opportunity now. We have entered into the realm of crimes of necessity. I had a friend of mine forward me this, I don't think it was YouTube, because, you know, YouTube has a narrative. And if you don't fall in line with the narrative, then you get strikes. And eventually, some moron with, you know, a a, a soy addiction uh, says that you can no longer post things on YouTube because uh, they violate community standards. Even though apparently homosexuals, pedophiles, perverts – they can have their channels and they can men can show other men how to put on eyeliner and lipstick. But hey, have someone point out what's happening in real time. And uh, yeah, they're, they're, they don't meet the community standards. So I don't think it was on YouTube. I, it was probably Rumble or something. But it was a video clip filmed by some bystander of a very husky, shall we say, African-American woman just grabbing groceries out of this petite white lady's cart and throwing them in her trunk. There, just no apologies, no nothing. The white lady kept trying to pull back her cart. This, this lady just, with, with a giant mind, just took all her groceries. Good night, Sally. She shut her trunk. She drove off. And this is just the beginning. This is the shot across the bow. Because it's going to get worse. Exponentially so. So it's not so much being afraid of people stealing your food in the grocery store parking lot. It's fisticuffing with people because the last chicken breast is in the reefer, and that's at 160 bucks, but that's fine because you haven't had chicken in a year. 
and there's somebody else that's eyeing the same piece of meat. So after you punch out a blue-haired old lady for that last chicken breast, feeling horrible about yourself, but hey, you got kids to feed, then you have to run the risk of getting robbed of your chicken by somebody else on your way out to your car. Even though you paid for the grocery and you beat up the old lady. Do you understand how fast society can disassemble? Do you understand how fast the mask of civility that we all have on can fall off? People are are bludgeoning each other over groceries. They're bludgeoning each other for no reason. In New York, apparently, it's, it's, it's become a hobby. You just walk down the street and punch the first person you meet. Good night, Sally, because nobody gets prosecuted anymore. Nobody goes to jail for crimes anymore. That's passe. Only time that people go to jail anymore is if they defy the current administration. I know, but we're the land of the free and the home of the brave. Rising Phoenix, here we come. I'm trying to open your eyes to the reality that we're living. You have federal government being used to silence dissent even when all these things are happening you have who was it the the white house spokesperson encouraging protests outside supreme court justices of homes because well they're not going to make it that easy to kill babies anymore and pfft, uh-uh we can't have that so we have a shortage of people having babies we have the abortion lobby going nuts they're walking into catholic churches and disturbing the service oh and by the way let's take let's 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 uh take a poll on this how long before one of these people that just walk into random churches and start screaming and, and, and being their natural selves, how long before one of them catches a hollow point to the face? And how will it be made to look by the media? Because at some point, it's going to get violent. These people are insane. You walk into churches and you start screaming. There was, there was a lady on the steps of the Supreme Court uh, apparently faking an abortion with a doll. And stuff. Disgusting human waste. Filth beyond anything I can describe to you. Look it up and you'll see. And all the while she's screaming, I'm killing the baby, I'm killing the baby. Tell me these people aren't possessed. Tell me these people haven't lost their minds. You expect reasonable people to reason with them? 
Non, c'est pas. Monsieur, non, c'est pas. It is not possible. When they don't get their way, they go nuts. And if you keep letting them have their way, Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah isn't afar off. What do you mean we can't teach your children about transgenderism and pansexuality at six, at four, at three? We should give them the bisexuality manual the minute they're born. Put a bracelet on them. Hey, are you gay? That way they'll know by the time they're six months and we can start gender reassignment. Do you understand how mentally incapacitated you have to be to sit there and with a straight face say, well, when a baby is born, the doctor just guesses the gender. They're like, eeny, meeny, miny, I, they just guess the gender. Is it a boy? Is it a girl? I don't know. I'm going to make a guess. Hey, we've been able to, quote, unquote, guess the gender of a baby 100% of the time for the past, what, 6,000 years. The baby comes out of the womb. You look below the navel and you go, hey, it's a boy. Congratulations, Dad. Cigars on us. Or, it's a girl. Congratulations, Mom. But not anymore. Now doctors guess. They guess the gender of the baby. And sometimes they're just wrong. By the way, last week I said that it was in Colorado that they were putting tampons in boys' bathrooms. No, it's in Oregon. So, my apologies. I made a mistake. It wasn't Colorado. It was Oregon. But hey, if you live again, and if you have a school-aged son going to public school, free tampons. Anyway, this is, what do you want me to say? This is where we are. We are spiraling. It has become evident even to people that were rah, rah, sis, boom, buying Joe Biden. The only people that haven't acknowledged the fact that we're in deep doo-doo are Beth Moore and a couple of cat moms. And once they can't afford the Sheba cat food anymore, ooh, see them come out in their polyester stretch pants. But while this all is going on, There are actors who are turning a limelight on the real important issues. <laughs> I, you need to laugh a little. I need to laugh a little. This is, this is, this is sad but funny. Actor James Cromwell glues his hand to Starbucks counter in protest plant-based milk prices. Well, at least he's not like the other nut burger who said every time you milk a cow, you're raping her. But 
actor James Cromwell glued his 82-year-old hand to a Starbucks counter to protest the price of plant-based milk. Even if, if actors are protesting the price of milk, whether plant-based or otherwise, you know you've got yourself some real issues. A longtime animal rights activist and climate change enthusiast, of course he is. The Babe and Secession star reportedly orchestrated a protest with the people for the ethical treatment of animals. You know what? I think PETA is going to have a hard time in the coming months. Because when, when people start eating their pets, uh, I, I don't know how much traction PETA is going to get anymore. Yes, another sip. I know. It's annoying. It's annoying me, too, because my throat's scratchy. <clears throat> but James Cromwell orchestrated a protest at Midtown Manhattan Starbucks, where he glued his hand to the counter due to the coffee chain's extra charges for non-dairy milk. Wearing a Free the Animals t-shirt, Cromwell sat on the counter and read out a statement Ripping Starbucks for its milk pricing. When will you stop raking in huge profits while customers, animals, and the environment suffer, he said aloud. Cromwell then glued his hand to the counter and later used the knife to scrape it off. No arrests were made. And this is mild crazy. Because there's, there's this gradation of craziness. This is mild crazy. You have the real crazies that are just waiting for something to pop off so they can uh, express themselves. That's the best way I can put it. Now, in case you've gotten sick of Jen Psaki's face, uh, she will no longer be the press secretary of the White House. She got a cush gig, I think, at MSNBC, the channel that nobody watches, but somehow they still got billions to pay dumb people, the aforementioned Jen Psaki. Uh, but the incoming press secretary, and this is going to be a little uh, American prophetic, uh, she is uh, African-American and also of the homosexual persuasion. So from now on, any difficult question any reporter poses will either be racist or homophobic. Why is the economy so bad? Uh, that's racist. Uh, why can't I feed my kids? That's homophobic, sir. What are they doing about inflation and gas prices? Well, that's racist and homophobic. Please leave the building or we'll have you escorted out. Uh, it's it's going to be fun. <laughs> I know for most of you it's not. But again, I have a, a warped sense of humor. Because sometimes, actually most of the time, the worst thing that can happen to an individual is that they get everything 
their little hearts desired. And only then will they realize that what their little hearts desired, dumb, foolish. Look at Beth Moore. I mean, Dr. Jill's hair notwithstanding, I'm sure Beth Moore doesn't want to pay her home cleaners any more than she has to. Maybe they can cut back on the hours. Maybe, uh, I don't know, Beth Moore will finally learn what a toilet brush is. Huh? I doubt it, too. Come on. No, not Beth. She's a queen. She's got an apostolic mantle, prophetic mantle, a mantle to open the eyes of the sisterhood of womanhood to the potentiality of their being anointed. And the only thing standing in the way were those, those dirty, filthy, stinky, sweaty men that work all day to provide for them. Jesus is your provider now. Yeah, well, you got to serve Jesus for Jesus to provide, huh? <gasps> oh, my goodness. I can't believe he said that. Well, he did. So, understand this. The reason the consumer price index is quote-unquote problematic, the reason is concerning, other than everything costs more, is that they've run out of ways to excuse and explain it. Because the prices of everything are seasonally adjusted as far as the CPI report is concerned. So that means they can't be explained by holiday shopping season or the end of the holiday shopping season. Well, you know, everything costs more because everybody was having parties. Can't, can't, nope, can't get away with that one anymore. So they have a breakdown of how much more expensive things are today as opposed to a year ago. Ground beef, up 14.8%. Steak, up 12%. Bacon, 18%. Pork chops, 14%. Chicken! 16.4%. Fish, 13. Milk, 15. Coffee, 13. Fresh fruit. Eh, Nobody eats that anyway. It's only 8% up. It's like, oh, we don't need fruit. We can just make jam. Salad dressing, 13%. Lettuce. You can't have a good burger without lettuce, or a good BLT for that matter. 13%. Baby food, up 13%. There is nothing, nothing that has gone down. Bread, 9%. Lunch meat, 15%. There is not one area where, hey, look, the price has gone down, comparatively speaking. I wonder why that is. Well, 
maybe it's taken Mr. Robinette Biden a little longer to fix the economy than he thought it would, huh? Only going to get worse from here. And I know that you're tired of hearing that. Guess what? I'm tired of saying it. But it doesn't make it any less true. So, what's the point of talking about it? The fact that the ripple effect this and the continuation of this will cause is unprecedented in our modern age. It's scandalous that people in civilized nations go hungry. It's scandalous that what is supposed to be the greatest nation in the history of the world can't get its act together and mentally speaking there are a lot of folks that were fragile to begin with given the last two years they coped before because they got free money they sat home they got a check they went out and they spent it but now no mas no more free money senor Everything around them is getting more and more and more expensive. See, back in the day, during the days of communism, everyone had money and there was nothing to buy. You'd walk into a grocery store and it was empty. I have money. What can I buy? Nothing. We're just a grocery store because the government says we have to stay open. But nobody's bringing anything in. Now it'll be a flip. The grocery stores will still have things to buy, but people will have no money to buy it with. Psychologically speaking, tell me which is worse. Having money and nothing to buy? Or having things to buy and not having the money to buy them? I don't know. I, it's a toss-up for me. I've, I've lived both scenarios because I remember when we first came to the U.S., uh, there was a place called Zodi's in Southern California. It's a food for less now. Uh, and, and we used to go to the store. I, I used to go because I was the oldest and my mom would let me push the cart. And we'd go up and down the aisles. And they were stocked full of everything. But my mom only had a dollar seventy-five, and that was enough for a gallon of milk and a loaf of bread. And I'd salivate in my mouth, and I'd see the pictures of all the goodies. And after long enough, after seeing that look in my mom's eyes often enough, I stopped asking if I could have some of this or some of that. It's not that she didn't want to buy it for me. 
She only had $1.75 for a gallon of milk and a loaf of bread. So I, I, I don't know how the modern individual will deal with that psychological impact of walking through a store and knowing that though their kids might want something extra or something more, all they have is this. But we're going to find out. Personally, um, just, again, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it because you need to hear it from somebody. Expect an uptick in suicide. Expect an uptick in spousal abuse. Expect an uptick in all the things that people do when they're at their the end of their rope and desperate. And that includes crimes of necessity. There are stories of people in... The North American countries, the, the not North American, the South American countries, when they collapsed, there are stories of, of doctors and lawyers holding up people for their groceries. Because while the getting was good, they never thought the getting would end. They never prepared. They never took steps to, to have a week, two weeks, three months worth of food anywhere. And the desperation made them revert back to the meme. They became animalistic. People with professions. People that a week before would look their noses down on the peasant class. Now resorted to robbing little old ladies. I get that some of you don't understand how bad it can get. And I hope with all my heart that it never gets as bad as I think it will. But every indicator is pointing to the reality that we're nowhere near the end of the pain. And It would seem that when the sheep needed shepherds the most, the supposed shepherds, because they were hirelings only, are deciding to pack it up and walk away. I saw this article, and it hit me, even though it's the Lutheran Church. But the Evangelical Lutheran Church is short at least 600 pastors as many step away from ministry. Hey, it's it, while the getting's good, it's good to be a shepherd. But when you have to feed your flock and protect your flock and encourage your flock and suffer along with your flock, well, apparently it's not so good anymore. If you happen to have a shepherd sticking it out, 
just once in a while. Let them know you appreciate them. Because there are a lot simply walking away because they don't want to deal with it. And this is why I have a bone to pick with the good time gospel. This is why I find the good time gospel corrosive and toxic and destructive. Because all these people preach the good time gospel and the good times are no more. And once the reality of what is happening sunk in, they realized they weren't cut out for this. They weren't cut out for binding wounds. They weren't cut out for helping the hurting. They weren't cut out for being a present help in time of someone's need. They just like the benefit. So this is another area that I'm looking at that I think will decimate a lot of people and their hope. The fact that so many supposed leaders and pastors and evangelists will simply step away when the going gets tough, when hard choices need to be made. Again, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that what I'm seeing isn't what will materialize. But having been a student of human nature long enough, I know that chances are better than good. That everything I'm saying to you, and worse, will come to pass. The battle lines are being drawn. And as I've told you countless times, no matter how far out in the periphery the enemy begins, its target and its focus is always going to be the children of God. Its target and its focus is always going to be the church. Battle is coming. Whether you're ready or not, whether you're prepared or not, battle is coming. And with that, I thank you for listening. I thank you for being with us. I thank you for your prayers. And if you've got anything to say, Gino, the floor is yours. All right, brother. Second Timothy 3, you know, also in the last days, perilous times shall come. Men will be lovers of the moment, their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, 
having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. And that describes a lot of what Mike's been sharing on the program today. People decrying the values of pro-life, of the sanctity of life, acting as crazy as those in Sodom and Gomorrah, demanding that the angels come out and uh, thinking they were men to assault them. And Lot had to suggest sending out his daughters. That's how reprobate they became. And that is the cry of the murder of the innocents. It takes a reprobate, ungodly, fierce, wicked attitude to say it's fine, it's okay to kill the preborn, or to have infanticide where you can literally have the baby come out of that womb and still kill it. And America is right at the door of that kind of derangement. And to go to the Supreme Court justices' houses, uh, screaming bloody murder against values that America used to uphold is nothing less than insane. And uh, all because of what? Because someone leaked out Justice Alito's writings on the overturning of Roe versus Wade, which should not be the law of the land. It's a so-called Christian nation. And this is uh, what Timothy says. And uh, we got to fight for truth, fight for justice, stand for God and the faith, not be intimidated, not be weak, be strong. One of my new songs is called Stand Up and Be Counted. You know, stand up, rise up, speak up, be tough, stand up and be what? Counted. I urge us all to do that locally on a state level. Keep fighting for the faith. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are